0: Percy McCray Jr. is with us later this hour to provide wisdom keys to help patients approach their doctors about their spiritual needs. It's the penultimate Thursday of
1: January.
0: Is it now? It is. It's the penultimate?
1: It is indeed.
0: Is it now? Oh, okay. I had to think about definition there again. We go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the next to last Thursday in January. Yeah. Hey, hey. I like it better when we use it out of context and you're not here to correct us. Sure. That's so much more fun. <laughs>
1: One of us. <laughs> Tends to do that more than the other, I think
0: I know you do But, but then
1: I struggle with it, so I just play <laughs> along So I'm like, mm, does that mean that? Okay, well she said it, uh, we'll go with it
0: Speaking of not here Next week You're on your own, buddy <sighs> Man,
1: mm-hmm. you're abandoning me again
0: it's, Well, it's it's one of those things Duty calls, I gotta go, I'll be back And it, just throwing that out there for prayer coverage That would be nice, going on a mission trip And so I would appreciate you covering that for me and the family And just all of the details of that You know how it goes, right? If you're going on a mission trip, there are always things you have no idea Oh, sure. And yet, if you have your prayer team in place, you're confident that folks are covering that. So I would ask our Moody Radio family to pray about that. And even as I see a headline that says 2023 was the safest year in aviation in a long time. okay, And that doesn't get enough publicity. You think about it. Something goes wrong. There's an, a crash. You hear about that. Right. And then people, we freak out and we're like, okay, well, is it safe to fly? There's always a question. I mean, my prayer life increases two different things that I can think of that I know immediately I am praying fervently and without ceasing. One is when I get on an airplane and I don't freak out. I really? just pray. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's not a freak out thing. It's just more like, okay, Lord. I always, it was like the safest way to travel. I know his hand is up under that bird. Yeah. I just know it is, and so I'm confident in that. And then when I get on a roller coaster, again, I love it. I love the adventure of it all. And yet, it's it's a time where I really do start praying a lot. Wow. For
1: that's, mm-hmm. okay, so you and I have a lot of things where we're wired very similarly. Yes, I think that's one where we're just totally different. There's so
0: something- you don't pray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. I was so kidding. Yeah.
1: But the <laughs> I'm if you have, name those two things as things that drive you to pray, it tells me there's an element of anxiety that comes with that. Uh maybe even a little element of like, I can't control the outcome. I'm not in control. There right there, is. right? There it is. And that's the difference, I think, be one of the differences between you and me because I'm like, hey, I can't control the outcome. I'm not in charge, so you know what? I'm just going to sit back, and I'm going to relax, and I'm going to enjoy this flight. I'm going to enjoy this roller coaster because, well, I can't do anything about the outcome anyway. Uh Uh-huh. So here we go.
0: I do both. I do enjoy, and usually after no no I was going to say about halfway through the roller coaster I'll stop but I don't I just keep going and it is because it's out of my control so I figure completely it is in his control as is everything totally. yep. as is everything and yet there are times that I think it's um it's just up the out of control ladder like the, when you're taking off in a metal hollow tube uh-huh. and you're going to be sustained 30,000 feet above the ground. I just want a little extra time with the Lord. Let's Thanks. just talk about that. Nothing this. wrong
1: with spending that extra time with Him. That's a good thing. <laughs> Let's but, talk about it. You know, that. between science and God, and obviously He trumps science, yes, but he does. you know, with those two things. Right. We're all good.
0: I'm just talking to him about it. Just okay. talking to him about it, and same thing with the uh, the whole way it works when you're on that roller coaster. It doesn't make sense, and so I'm just going to talk to him about it. Here's the bottom line: like when I step, and the kids and I talk about this from time to time. Like when I step into eternity, I'm going to be home, right? I'm going to be with the Lord, yeah. And so my my response to because I mean I'm not in a hurry. But when I go, I'm going to be with him. And so my response to my family is, hey, just make sure you're always living out Matthew 6 because he's taking care of things. And Matthew 6 talks about that. But then he tells us in verse 33 to seek him first, his righteousness, his kingdom, and let him take care of these other things. So whether it's on an airplane or it's on a roller coaster, if those are the things that are fun to you, you know, it's. It's bottom line, who who is our priority or what is our priority? And knowing that you walk with the Lord and knowing that He has you. More import, most importantly, yeah. He has you. Then there is a measure of comfort no matter what you're doing. Right. That says, Okay, what's the worst that can happen?
1: Yeah. You death, can die. Right. And that's the worst. And that's
0: okay. It is okay. Because
1: when we are in Christ, we know that we are secure, our eternity is secure. We're going to be in his presence. No more pain. No more suffering. It's going to be absolute perfection. And we're going to have that uh, intimate relationship that we desire to have with him now and strive towards and cultivate and grow to know him more here. It's like going to be complete. Yes. There. Nothing better right. than that. Yeah. yeah?
0: Complete perfection, Yeah, which truly that is, I think, where we get hung up so much because we do have that. It's built into our human DNA that we long for completeness. We long for the Lord to make the things completely right. And because it doesn't happen this side of eternity, then we start going, well, are you in control? Like, do you have this thing or not? And And it's because of the way he has built us. And then he gives us this opportunity to have relationship with him in this broken world, knowing that ultimately we will be with him. And then everything that we desire will be fulfilled. Like, what did Paul say? Now we see through this glass darkly. That makes so much sense. But then. Yep. But then we will see clearly.
1: See clearly. See him face to face. And maybe as you're listening this morning, you realize that you don't. Know God in the way that uh, we talk about here on Moody Radio. We talk about a knowing Him, a relationship with Him, that He can be known. Well, I want to encourage you to go check out our website, mymoodyradio dot org. Top right hand corner, there's a link there that says "How to Know Christ." Again, that's at mymoodyradio.org, dot org. Top right hand corner, "How to Know Christ." All right, I am so curious. You said uh, after we've established, yes, I do have a sweet tooth. Yes, you've got something to. Let me know about?
0: Yes. So I...
1: Okay. You're doing this at a time when I have decided I'm making a conscious effort to try and eat healthy for a little while. Oh,
0: man. I forgot. Uh-huh. I did. I really did. You're going to have to keep reminding All right, me of bring, that. It
1: on, bring it on, though. <laughs> We're going to see my willpower bow up If right I here. bring
0: this in, if I manage to bring this in, because there is a Costco in this area, Ooh. and they evidently have this new thing, I guess... I'm not a Costco aficionado, so I'm not used to yet that if you go in, there's kind of always new things. I mean, I get the premise, but I don't shop it often enough.
1: Oh, we're there all the time. (laughs) Uh,
0: Though I don't go to the bakery aisle as a rule. It's just if what I don't know, I cannot purchase. Right. Now I know they have this new thing, and it is a triple chocolate cream pie. If you're not a chocolate lover, which I have a kid that's not. He would not be tempted. I don't know where he came from.
1: I don't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because I know you love chocolate. Yes. I've seen Benny chocolate. Yes. So, yeah.
0: Yes. This would be, if you like chocolate, even a little, graham cracker crust, layers of fudge brownie, chocolate custard, and whipped cream. And you know, Costco doesn't do anything small. Oh,
1: no. Yes, please.
0: So this is probably, I I don't have the diameter here, but I'm guessing it's a substantial pie because they're saying next time you have a get-together, you'll be the hero or the heroine if you bring in this This um four pound pie. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? This pie weighs four pounds. So that's about five bucks a pound, which unfortunately is a better price than what I paid for turkey yesterday. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I paid more per pound for turkey. So you should have got the chocolate pie. (laughs) You would have come out money ahead. this is where and I know we could start this this head scratcher, But why healthy food has to be so expensive, macaroni and cheese is affordable? I don't know. However, in this case, turkey is less affordable than this chocolate pie. Wow, although this just sounds like I, I, at least like a bite. oh, I, I don't need the whole pie
1: would look. <laughs> I don't know that anybody needs the whole pie, but it'd kind of be fun to try it. <laughs> the The other thing I thought you were going to tell me about the new cookie. Oh, at, there's a uh, cookie Costco. too. Oh, no. yeah. If you go to the food court area, you <laughs> no. know where you get your hot dog and pizza deal.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, that's another area I avoid, but I'm familiar with where it is.
1: Okay, they have done away with the churros. Okay, the churro is gone, huh. replaced by hot, fresh, big. Chocolate chip cookies,
0: dude. You're in trouble.
1: Oh, yeah, right. <laughs>
0: yeah, you are in trouble. I, I want to know just so they're the, really good. You already know. Oh this? yeah. Oh, this must they're have happened really before good. Monday. Is it Monday when you started? Monday is your... when I started.
1: The, this was over the and how this long past weekend. Are you doing this? Uh yet to be determined. I I'm gonna. I committed to a minimum of ten days, maybe up to thirty.
0: I see. And when are you going to make that decision? Ten to thirty. There's quite there's a bit. There's quite difference. a
1: big difference there, right? Yes, sir. I'm. I'm. Pro- it's probably going to be more like thirty. Do uh, yeah. knowing you, that sounds yeah. about right.
0: I see. I wasn't invited to the party this time last year, 2023. As we moved into the new year, oh, we acknowledged what's happening and said, "Are you going to do it? You, I'd never heard the invite. You never heard the invite. No, I heard the hey, we're doing this. Well, I never on. heard the invite. Therefore, I figured if I wasn't invited to the party, I wasn't going to. Attend.
1: All right. You just established a few minutes ago that you're going on a mission trip next yes. week. So mm-hmm. when you come back from the mission trip, I'm still going to be doing this. So come on.
0: That's almost an invitation. You can help
1: me finish out the 30.
0: That's all. We're going to have to work on your invite skills. <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask I would love the question. That's an oh, invite.
1: in eating healthy for the rest of that 30-day challenge. Up
0: now here. I would have to answer you. Mm-hmm. I liked it better when I didn't mm-hmm. have the like You wanted a bag? <laughs> no. No, you
1: you, you wanted a specific.
0: I did want specific <laughs> if I was going to do this. However, I did prefer when I wasn't invited <laughs> to the party. That's much better. Then I can eat my new, what is this, triple chocolate cream pie. We could have one of those to celebrate, 30.
1: making the 30. <laughs>
0: The Reverend Percy McCrae is with us. Happy New Year, friend. Good to have you back on the show.
2: Hey, greetings and salutations, and Happy New Year to you as well.
0: you got some exciting things happening in 2024. Tell us, what's going on?
2: Well, yeah, I'm here to announce that uh, Percy McCrae Ministries is in the midst of being launched. I'm going to start my own platform And I'm working out the details on all of that as we speak. The Lord has been dealing with me. And quite frankly, over the last year or so, uh, I've been kind of being nudged in the direction of being able to open up this dialogue and conversation about faith and spirituality and cancer uh, to a much broader audience. And so I'm going to follow the leading and the prompting of God. I am uh, officially no longer with uh, City of Hope Hospitals or formerly Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You know, almost three decades of that work, and uh, just so grateful to God for the opportunity uh, that has been afforded to me there. But I am being led to move in a in a much different direction, and uh, and launch my own platform, Percy McCray Ministries. And you can reach out to me, me to me right now at, at gmail.com as I build all of the infrastructure uh, in the process of doing that, launching my own YouTube page, and so really excited, called The Percy McCray Show, coming to you soon.
1: Ooh, I look forward to that. Wow, that's cool. Uh, And one of the other things I think is uh, pretty cool about what you just said right there is having the opportunity to bring the message of hope and faith to even more people. and, And as people who do have a faith in Christ, and as we walk through a cancer journey, sometimes we can kind of struggle to know how to talk about that, how that may play with uh, the medical team and our doctors that we're dealing with. And we're going to spend a few minutes this morning talking about how patients can approach their doctors about their spiritual needs as they go through this cancer journey. And Prissy, first of all, do you think that every person who goes through a cancer journey is going to have a spiritual need exposed in some way?
2: Absolutely, 100 percent. No matter where you are in your spiritual level of development, uh, cancer is one of those types of things that will challenge you from a faith perspective and from a spiritual perspective. And though uh, I talk a lot and will continue to do so on my new platform about good medical treatment and clinical care, Uh, But good medical treatment and clinical care must be accompanied with good spiritual support and understanding the dynamics of how they can amalgamate one with another. And so, yes, I would say every uh, I've spoken to pastors seasoned and and not so seasoned that their their faith and their spirituality was a key component as they walk through a, a diagnosis and journey of cancer for sure.
0: Yeah. And it's such a difficult, difficult road from just the onset when you're so shocked and not quite sure where to go. And then you continue down the journey, but you're talking to your doctor. And how do you kind of approach that, Percy, when you're not sure if your doctor is a person of faith, but you want that to be part of the overall journey?
2: Well, this this has been the ministry that I've had for close to three decades, right? I started in an environment when no one Uh, was really venturing into this, this area of amalgamation of, and I'm going to use the word disciplines for the, for the sake of this conversation, the discipline of medicine and science and the discipline, if you will, of spirituality and faith to amalgamate them together. 30 years ago, uh, they were virtually uh, enemies one to another. You know, the, the medical community didn't really value very much the faith community and the faith community was somewhat untrusting, if you will, of the, of the healthcare community. And so, and 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 we want and i wanted to merge those together and the lord has allowed me to do that in close to 30 years but according to the joint commission on accreditation of healthcare organization they have a policy that says this that for many patients pastoral care and or spiritual services are an integral part of healthcare and daily life so that lets us know right off the bat the commitment from a healthcare organization accreditation perspective around understanding that there are spiritual needs that many people want to need to have addressed. And part of that is communicating to your medical doctor. So we're gonna give you some wisdom keys for 2024 on how to communicate uh, the dynamic of your spiritual needs with your healthcare provider. Number one, you need to feel free to tell your doctors that your faith is important to you. This may not necessarily, as Christians, as believers, one of the reasons why I'm starting my own platform is that I, so I can speak a little more openly and dig a little bit deeper into kind of the Christian uh, specifics of faith uh, versus being a little more generic. I want to dig deeper into this. As believers, as Christians, those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, we've been trained and taught that, you know, we should evangelize and we need to share our testimonies. But when you're in a healthcare environment, that may not necessarily always be the appropriate way to do that. But when you are engaging with your healthcare provider, uh, a study basically recently released by the National Institutes of Health, NIH, reports that a number of prominent medical organizations recognize the importance of merging spiritual care uh, with medical treatment. So in other words, You probably have a doctor or a healthcare uh, professional who is more likely to be open to having that conversation with you than you may have thought. Many of our doctors today are of a different generation than 30 years ago. Many of them also have abiding faith practices that they are willing to discuss and have that conversation with you, but they need you to be able to engage that because they do not want to come across as being people who are proselytizing or, or, or throwing religion into their patients' uh, faith, they're there to talk to you about your medical care and treatment, but they are typically, uh, by and large, very open to hearing and having conversations about how important your faith is to you. So do feel free to tell your doctors that your faith is important.
1: Well, that is one major wisdom key that uh, we've begun to talk about. We're going to continue this conversation with Reverend Percy McRae coming up in the next several minutes here. So I hope you will stay with us. And at least for now, you can still connect with Percy and get more resources and good information at the website healthhopeandinspiration.com. There's podcasts and other helpful tools there, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Back with Percy coming up in a few minutes. Percy McRae is with us this morning as we talk about some wisdom keys, ways that we can approach doctors as we deal with cancer and spiritual needs at the same time. And Percy, you were talking about how, you know, we can let our doctors know that faith is important to us. They may even be open to the conversation with us. But, you know, how do we kind of begin to get into that conversation? What are the types of things that we should potentially expect or ask for as we begin this conversation with them?
2: I think that you also should, the listener should be mindful of the fact that you can respectfully approach your doctor and ask if they value the role of faith in a a, a higher power which is a very different question, and we'll get to this maybe uh, in another segment or two here with regard to their own personal faith. Just, just ask them, do they value the role of faith uh, in a higher power from a, from a physician's perspective? And most physicians will tell you how they feel about that. You know, If you approach this subject respectfully, uh, your doctor will likely not mind briefly discussing spiritual matters with you. And if your doctor is also a person of faith, they may even be open Uh, to you praying with, or perhaps for you uh, uh, as a patient. So again, uh, it's just broaching the conversation. We have the, the healthcare physicians today are much more whole person based with regard to their training and their background. And many of them now have been introduced, at least from an educational perspective around the fact that spirituality is a, a major component for a lot of people who are dealing with the negative effects of sickness and disease. So again, asking them, do they value that? Do they think that that's something important? It's just a way to kind of have an icebreaker of a conversation and begin to create this, this patient uh, physician relationship that may engender uh, uh, even more deeper conversation around the topic.
0: And therein lies where a, a believer is going to want to go into that deeper level of conversation. But then you've got the cancer journey that's part of this. So what would be the next level of conversation that you think we could get to with our physicians as we ask them about their faith, the higher power uh, thing, and then deeper? What? What's? How do we go deeper?
2: Yeah, well, one of the things that certainly can happen at this point as you begin to broach this conversation is ask your doctor if they are open to patients and caregivers who believe in the supportive role of that faith or their faith and religion and how that may uh, operate uh, during you know, their times of sickness and disease. Because, see, now you're starting to kind of open that discussion and that dialogue up. It's one thing to say, do you value the role of faith in a higher power? But then now we're kind of, you know, we're going to the next level with regard to uh, the supportive role that faith and religion may play during sickness and disease. You know, patients... Uh, want, want physicians to be open to uh, addressing their spirituality. And research studies have also addressed this issue. As a matter of fact, in the USA Today weekend uh, article, Faith and Health Poll, 65% felt that it was good for doctors to speak with them about their spiritual beliefs. Yet only 10% said a doctor had such a conversation with them. And many doctors are a little hesitant because, again, their, their overall training is around Uh, medical treatment and care. They're not there to be your spiritual leader. They're not there to be uh, a spiritual uh, person per se. So you're going to have to kind of give them the opportunity uh, to kind of open that up by you starting that conversation and by you introducing those schools of thought to them. And then from there, you know, uh, just again, be mindful that your physician may not practice your faith or any faith in that regard. So there are some things to just keep in mind so that you don't get thrown off if they don't answer you the way that you think that they should. Mm-hmm.
0: And they don't have to tell you about their own religious beliefs. It's a personal thing if they want to keep it that way.
2: Absolutely. So again, we need to respect the fact that that's their private you know, life. And again, they're not necessarily. Required or obligated to tell you that But it has been my experience with many physicians And I know hundreds of them That they'll be willing to share that with you again If the conversation is respectful and Mm non-confrontational
0: Oh, these are some good tips in conversation As you're navigating the cancer journey And of course, keeping your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ And asking your doctor about the faith That he or she would have Because the holistic is so important When it comes to good care and it's also important that we are able to share the gospel. And how do we do that in love? Well, that's what the Reverend Percy McRae is helping us to do. More information, healthhopeandinspiration.com.